0: This is uh, now where we begin to shift into um, into the the last piece of this dawn series. We kicked it off on Easter, and everything everything for the whole world changed at that dawn. Everything shifted. I'm telling you, we were stuck. We were genuinely without hope in the world. Even those that had tried to live by the law, they were stuck. They were without hope. And when Jesus went to the grave, when Jesus went to the cross, went to the grave, and then at that dawn came out of it, and now death and sin had lost, they're whipped, now all of a sudden we can live the life we were designed by God to live. That's what changed. So, here we are. The resurrection of Jesus brought this dawning of a new day for us, and now we've got to learn what it means to live in the light of this new dawn. What on earth? How does this work? I've got this new thing. I, there's still some of this old stuff and old processes of me happening. How do we deal with this? Well, Matthew 4, we've looked at this the last few weeks, says to fulfill what was said through the prophet Isaiah, the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, the way to the sea along the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people living in darkness. Those that have been living in darkness have now seen a great light, and on those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. It's here. It's here now. This isn't a someday. This is a now. That's why Jesus says, "This is this is what's happening. This is do it to fulfill this thing." And we have to understand this. Okay, we've got to be able to see this clearly. That yes, 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 the light has dawned on you. It has, and we're a, We are wonderful. Um, recipients of that it it totally changes our lives but guess what it's not completely about you God gave everything for you God loves you you are his favorite we're in that tribe there was the Israelites and the the Canaanites well guess what we're all favorites we are we're in that tribe we're in that tribe together we're God's favorites and uh, that is where we now reside because we are in Christ. But guess what? Even though you are a favorite, it's not about you. It doesn't stop there. That's why you're in. Because somebody understood it wasn't completely about them. Which led to them sharing with you. Whether it was a ministry or a friend or whatever, it, somebody understood it didn't stop there. Now we're in... The, in baseball season, and my, my, son, my youngest son, Carson, uh, loves baseball. We've been ha- having a good time with uh, his baseball games. And uh, uh, anyway, so, but uh, baseball is just kind of on the brain. It's something we think about every day. Well, um, has anybody ever seen the old show Columbo with Peter Falk? This is one of my favorite shows. I love Columbo. I loved it because everybody so underestimated him. He was all frumpled and, and, and kind of talked in circles and stuff. And he would just figure that stuff out. People would just be themselves around it. And then he'd bust them and he'd, he'd catch them out. I just loved, loved that show. Well, Peter Falk, part of it, his character, he had this, he had this eye that kind of went like sideways. And that was, it wasn't like an act. It really did. And it was a glass eye. And sadly, at three years old, uh, Peter Falk had had this this tumor on his eye and had to have his eye removed at three years old and The uh, had to have a glass eye put in well Peter Falk obviously ended up being an actor And was a, was a funny guy and so even as a kid that that part of him showed up But he was also a fierce competitor and he loved to play basketball and he loved to play baseball So here he is playing a little league. He's got a glass eye and uh, He is uh, sitting there and he's running the bases and comes in and slides into third base and the third base ump calls him out. He did not agree. He did not agree that he was out. Of course, you you know, when you're in that age, you're never out. Well, he decided to handle it in a pretty unique way. He didn't think the ump saw it right. So here he is in Little League. He pops his glass eye out and hands it to the ump says, Here, I think you need this. Man, sometimes that things do we just see things wrong we see things shifted and one of the things we we need to understand when we look at the scriptures we have to understand them from two perspectives okay we first have to say god how does this apply to me you said this to me you said this and and you're speaking to me but if we just stop with that perspective we're going to see too narrowly okay because then the next thing we need to ask is okay god how does this apply to other people through me How does this now come through me? You got this to me, but you also want to get this through me. And whenever we begin to ask that question, because remember, how it applies to us directly, it helps that first part of we're to love God with all our hearts. But then the next part that everything boils down to is loving our neighbors as ourselves. So God, okay, how does this affect my neighbor? And how does this work with me? That's when we get the fullness of it, that God loves me. And he loves those around me, even the people that drive me up the wall. He does. He does. Because if we don't watch it, that our immaturity will make us be like my wonderful, loving, awesome six-month-old baby. She's great. We love her. She smiles all the time. But guess what? She's completely self-absorbed right now. She just, when she's hungry, she wants food now. When she's ready, she's tired of being in her car seat, she wants out now. All of those things, that is an immature thing. Guess what? She's going to grow. We've seen the process. We know it happens. This is our sixth kid. We know they're not going to be incredibly self-centered forever. And, uh, and so, it, but we as believers, we have to understand that we have to grow in this. And part of maturity, just like Colin, starts out completely self-centered and finally grows in this place that it becomes more and more and more about others. You and I as believers, we start that we understand that we need a Savior. We start and it starts with us and God. But then it grows from there. And as we mature as believers, remember we're all moving forward in this thing. And as we mature, as all of a sudden our vision gets off of us. And we look out more and more and more. And begin to see the, the, the ability and the, and the potential to begin to touch those lives around us. Isaiah 60 says, arise Shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Here it is. It's, again, it starts with us. We need to understand, yeah, the, dawn, the light has dawned on us. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. There's a need. We see God's light is shining on me, but now I see it's not shining everywhere. There's some darkness out there. There's some stuff going on. But <clears throat> but the Lord rises Upon you. That's God's answer for the darkness. He's acknowledging there's darkness. But guess what? The light is shining on you. And that is the answer to the darkness. The light on you. And his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light. And kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar and your daughters are carried on the arm. What a beautiful thing of those, the sons and the daughters that were far off coming in. Those that are part of the family. Those people that, guess what, that drive us up the wall. Those people that respond like people in darkness because they're people in darkness. God sees them as sons and daughters that are just afar off right now. And wanting to bring those in. And guess how he does it? His light shining in us. Philippians says, For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to His good purpose. Do everything without complaining and arguing so that you may become blameless and pure. Children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like stars in the universe as you hold out the word of life. We shine like stars in the universe as we hold out the word of life in order that I, Paul, may boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor for nothing. These were the people he had led to Christ. These were the the people he was ministering to. And he says, look, run with it, do it, hold it out. This is your, my ministry, I want you to see it passed on. Because see, when when it gets down to it, in Christ, you are God's prized creation. Remember, you're a favorite. You are God's prized creation and he wants to show off what he can do in you. And the first thing you're going to immediately we do, we look immediately, we look at, immediately we look at all the things wrong. Well, I, well, I, can't, I can't see this. this. This is wrong and this is wrong and this is wrong. I tell you what, I honestly, I mean we're right here. We're in a perfect example, okay? Right now they're in the middle of redoing the theaters here. And I really wanted, I knew they were gonna be doing it, they warned me. I was really hoping that they would really work real hard and get it done And while during the week so that they wouldn't be in the middle of it. We, we pop open the door and of course, there's guys working in here and you see the carpet's all tore up and they're in the middle of it. You just see it, they're in the middle of it right now. And immediately you're like, man, you know, we're about to have everybody in. It's kind of that thing where you're at, at home, you know? My wife, she knows the best way to get me to get stuff done around the house is like invite people. <laughs> she knows that invite people over. Hey, Brandon, I'm having these people over. Got to get finished this and finish that and finish this and and all that just because you you just it's just natural. You want to do the best and and all of that. Well, then here we are and I see this and I'm like, oh, seriously, we got the torn up carpet. We got this. We got this. It's improv. And then God just reminded me, no, no. We're going to come in and we're going to worship. We're going to break open the word. We're going to fellowship and hang out with each other. That's what this is about. And guess what? We're going to put up with the fact that it's in process. Because you know what we know? It's not going to stay that way. We can put up with it when it's in process. Guess what? I know that as you allow the workmanship of the Holy Spirit to continue in your life. Even if there's something that irritates me. It's not going to stay there. God will deal with it. Or he'll deal with me. Maybe the irritants is me. And I just need to get over it. But at some point as we deal with it. God makes it work. And he makes it happen. He just does. He just does. And he wants to show off. And and see God. The beautiful thing is. God wants to show off in a good way. And uh, we tend to think of this show off thing. In this negative connotation. And uh, I've shared this story before. But this is one of my my, my worst show off stories. And, And ginger she's the one that messed me over on this deal but uh, like any great thing you, if a guy does something really embarrassing or really heroic there's usually a girl involved and um and so and uh when i was uh, like in the sixth grade um then i there was a, a girl at church that uh, i had uh, thought was kind of cute and so i decided i was going to like present the cool brandon okay that didn't exist Okay, that, that didn't, that, that, that cool brand, that didn't exist. It was just me. And, uh, and so, and of course, just the, the, the Walkmans and the headphone things had just come out. And um, we still had, the, you know, this is, you know, the 80s. And still had like the, the, the parachute pants type stuff. And they had these, which I didn't own any of those. But I had a shirt that was supposed to be worn with parachute pants. But all I had was Wranglers. That look doesn't mix. So I had this shirt that's got like all these zippers and stuff on it and my Wranglers. And then I got my, the, the, my, got my dad's uh, radio with the, with the headphones. The problem was is that we never kept batteries at our house. And so I got it and I put it on. I had it. And I think I probably could have been all right if I just wore it as an accessory, you know. And just had it on and did it, you know. And then I'm not listening to it because, oh, the batteries just died or whatnot. You know, I could have played that off. But I wasn't that smart. And so at some point during the, the we're, we're having this little play rehearsal for church. And, and uh, so I decide, and Ginger's there. And she knows. There are, she knows. Not only are there no, the batteries don't work. There are no batteries in it. I mean, if somebody inspects, I mean, it's not even like, oh, they just died. No, it's empty. And there was not a resurrection of the batteries. It's not glorified, go to heaven. And uh, so I put it on and I put the headphones on for some reason. I decided to be cool. I'm sorry. I do it. I pull the headphones on. That do not work. And then I start listening to my imaginary music. <laughs> I do it. I do it. Oh, man. And so, and of course, um, uh, the, the, now the girl is, says she wants to hear the music. <laughs> so now I've got to be a jerk and say, no, I'm not sharing my music with you. And so, because there's no music. And then my sister comes in and she sees this happening. And she she just calls me out, just looks at me, she goes, what are you doing? That don't even have batteries in it. I'm like, yes, it does. And I'm not gonna let you listen to it either. Just lying, just horrible. I'm trying to present some image that I wasn't, and trying to impress somebody with something that that just there wasn't any genuine, there wasn't any power, there wasn't any nothing there, folks. When I'm talking about us shining and God showing off through us, okay, I'm not talking about some sad little spit-polished version of what a perfect little Christian ought to be, okay. I tried to be some little idea of what cool was and then it wasn't, and then it resonated and it worked the the opposite direction. The world doesn't want a bunch more hypocrites, sadly Christianity and hypocrites go hand in hand because we have this thing that okay well if I'm going to do this then I've got to be this thing and put this facade on here that isn't legit, it's not real, there's no real power that's not really happening there. What God's not God's not telling us that we need to be something we're not all we do this shining This shining that we're supposed to be it is simply being honest about what he has done About what he has done and maybe all that has done is you have said yes You recognize that you need a savior and that jesus is him and you've placed your faith in that and maybe there's a whole everything else is in process maybe everything else is in process but you know what? You can be honest about that. You can be honest about that and say, you know what? I, I, don't, I, may, I still don't have it all together. Jesus is still working on it. But this I know, that I once was lost, but now I'm found. This I know, that I was stuck in my death cycle, and my hope in Christ has broken me out of that. And I'm on a new path. And you can't see the effects of it yet. But I'm on a new path. And you can be honest about that. Or maybe you can be honest about the fact that, that the, the marriage had been in trouble. And now that there's some wholeness there. Not that it's perfect. But that you're not like clawing each other's eyes out every day. You can be honest about those things. And say, well, well, then, well what about this? Well, how much time do you spend in the Word? And how do you do it? And you feel like you have to shore it up with all these perfect little answers. And Just, just be honest. Well, maybe I don't do that enough. Or maybe God's still working on me on that. But this this is legit. This is real. God's real this is God's really done this here. And you know what? The world is hungry for that. That's not hypocrisy. That's not it. Say, well, I don't want to stain up the solely the good name of Christ. I don't want to sully his good name by Hanging this out there I 'm mean, going to tell you what, when I was in high school, that was a big thing for me. I, I stayed away. The Holy Spirit was drawing on me big time, and I was like, no, nope, I'm not going to be one of those that has this camp experience and all this stuff, and then just go be a big bonehead. I'm not going to make Christ look bad. Well as if my job was to make Christ look good, he does that by himself. All I have to do is let him work in me, and that makes him look good. Just let him do that. Ephesians. Two says god raised us up with jesus christ and seated him in <clears throat> heavenly realms in christ jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in christ jesus for it is by grace you have been saved through faith this is not of yourselves it is the gift of god not by work so no one can boast for we are god's workmanship created in christ jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. When we recognize that we need the grace of God and we give ourselves over to it and He begins to do this thing in our lives, it changes everything. Matthew 5 says, You're the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds. And praise your father in heaven. Tell you what, when this was said, generating light in the darkness was not an easy thing to do. You had to burn something really costly. You think energy bills are high now. I tell you what, the the cost of that oil to, to light that lamp, that's why they went to bed when it was dark. It was too expensive to keep the oil burning all night. It was just too expensive. It just was. He's saying nobody just has it and just burns it for no reason. Nobody has this light for no reason. There's always a reason. Don't light it and hide it. If you have it for light, let it be light. Guess what? That, that thing that God did in there in your life, He did it because He loves you. But now also, also because He loves somebody else too. He wants to take that and help, help move somebody else forward. There's a wonderful program here in San Angelo called Celebrate Recovery, that it's all about that. It's all about people being honest about where they are and and, and their struggles and their victories that God has done in their lives. And then they open that up to other people who are going through the same kind of struggles and addictions and stuff and seeing freedom come from freedom. Ah, It's just a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So how does our light shine? How does this happen? Guess what? It's simply when God on the inside shows up on the outside. And the Bible refers to this as fruit. And calls it fruit. It's when what's on the inside shows up on the outside. When Weston was in uh, kindergarten. And so I had a teacher that just really, really loved him. And, uh, well, Weston was, yeah. And he was, Weston's always real outgoing. He doesn't meet a stranger. And, um, anyways, Weston was... uh, was was real consumed and, and wanted uh wanted a six-pack one six-pack abs and so and he would sit there and do these little crunches and do all this stuff and so one day he walks into kindergarten and he tells uh miss griffin he says he says miss griffin look and whoo pulls the shirt up and says does the best flex he can of his abs says look I, I've got a six-pack. Well, she just thought that was hilarious. And the, the school, where the, that class was pen pals with her dad. And so they would write letters. And that was Weston's name for the rest of the year was six-pack. And he would write letters and want to know how six-pack was doing and all this stuff. But we said at one point <clears throat> after that that he was there doing and, and, and doing some crunches or some sit-ups and goes, Miss Griffin, Miss Griffin, come, come look. I think one, a new one popped out. <laughs> so somehow he ended up with a seven-pack. I don't... <laughs> I don't quite know how physically that happens, but, um, anyways. But that he was so excited because it, 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 it had come out, it had popped out. It was it was showing. That's what that is what God wants. He wants, and this starts on the inside. That's why we have to. We talk about it all the time. We have to be super super careful about being overly judgmental about what's happening on the outside because the real work's happening on the inside, and it begins to come out and begins to show up. On the outside, that is what this is all about. Let God on the inside show up on the outside. But in Galatians, we call it the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. You never have to apologize for those. You never have to say, I'm sorry for those. There's no law against them. For those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sin nature with its passions and desires. And since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. That thing that, all, that when the, what's on the inside comes on up on the outside, all of a sudden a lot of times then it, even, it begins to even override some of our natural tendencies. Some of our natural stuff. Years ago, we were um, out and I uh, was at the church office and uh, we were doing something out there and this lady comes walking across the street and she was obviously really, really upset. And then as we, as, as we talked to her, we began to find out she had just been through a horrible, horrible, I mean, just been through a really horrible um, weekend and uh, just, it just atrocious. And uh, comes stumbling into the church parking lot. And uh, my wife does not, um, she doesn't like dirty stuff she doesn't like bugs she doesn't like these things it just it it just it just grosses her out it just bothers she'll she'll like be physically repulsed and um uh, (laughs) uh-huh and so um she just doesn't like it she doesn't she doesn't deal with it and um uh and so she's this but just the heart of compassion just comes over Uh, Her for this lady and she's just praying with her and whatnot and then this moment and it was just such a it was just such a beautiful thing She's sitting there just just the love of God just pouring out on this lady and as she's praying for her There's like there were bugs were crawling all in this lady's hair and there was just like I mean, like, not just little tiny bugs, big bugs were crawling in this lady's hair. And it, just, it was just a part of what she had been through and, and the abuse and, and all of this stuff. And I'm just telling you, just the love of God just so poured out. And instead of it pushing back and that natural thing... It just all of a sudden, just the love of God just poured out, and she 's just ministering and pouring out and and prays over this lady and 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 make sure this this and this lady has a relationship with god and it was just this incredible beautiful thing but what what had to happen was what was there on the net would not be able to handle that circumstance, but what was on the inside was bigger. Than anything else. That is what we're going. Sometimes we step up into situations. And go you know what. I'm not the fit for this. I'm not the natural fit for this. But you know what. When the God on the inside. Begins to move and show up. All of a sudden everything else gets cancelled out. Everything else gets put aside. And, And the ministry and the stuff. Begins to really really shift. Ephesians 5 says. For you were once in darkness. But now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather, rather expose them. And Proverbs 4 says, The ways of right living people glow with light. The longer they live, the brighter they shine the brighter they shine. That is such a beautiful thing about walking with God. You're like, oh, you know, I've said yes to you, and I've still got this stuff. I'm still dealing with these issues. My husband said yes to you, and he's still dealing with these issues. Stay patient. Stay patient with yourself. Self. Stay patient with others, because as we stay with God, and we allow Him to move us forward, the longer we live, the brighter, the brighter we should shine. The New King James Version says this. It says this verse this way. But the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. That is where we're going. We're taking going all the way to that perfect day. That day where we are standing before God and there's nothing holding us back. We get perfect communion with God. There's nothing of the world standing between us and Him. And as we, until we arrive there, there is this thing where we get to shine ever brighter. Ever brighter, ever brighter. That's this move forward thing. That's this just keep saying yes thing. We start by saying yes to the Holy Spirit. We keep moving forward by keep saying yes to the Holy Spirit. Keep our hearts tender and understand and understand that there is nothing, nothing that can hold us back as we keep saying yes. We allow what's on the inside to show up on the outside. See, folks, the the truth, we've said it every week, the greatest the greatest act of things that we can give jesus for giving us this new day is simply living in the light of this new dawn is simply living in the light of it that is the greatest act of things not keeping it covered not keeping it squelched but just being honest and being open with it if you have a relationship with god People ought to know about it. I'm not saying you have to be a Bible thumper. I'm not saying you have to be a preacher. I'm not saying you have to just let people be aware of what God's doing in your life. It's as simple as that. And that shining, it makes way bigger a difference than you have any idea. It is just huge. It is just huge. Well, this shining begins. I've already mentioned it. It begins by saying Yes. So what we want to do is create a moment for those that need to say yes. That simply say, you know what, I, I'm disconnected from God, I'm far from God. And I understand that I can't do this in and of myself. I want to say yes to Him. And we just want to create a quiet moment, nobody looking around. And we want to create this opportunity. That if you're, if you're here today, and you want to say, you know what, I, I want... I want to say yes. I need a Savior and Jesus is him. And if that's you and nobody's looking around, I want you to just slip your hand up. I want you to just slip it up. And we're just going to pray with you. All right. All right I want to encourage everybody here I want to challenge you When I talk about what God has genuinely done in your life you're aware of it Those things come come to your mind The victories come to your mind The enemy tries to immediately bring in the other struggles, but there are victories that come to your mind. And I want to challenge you this week. Say, God, give me one opportunity to share with somebody what you have genuinely done in my life. Give me the boldness to recognize it and the strength to take hold of it and just have a real simple, honest conversation with somebody about what you've really done in my life it's that brightness (laughs) there's enough darkness around let's let's take the brightness it's here it's here let's use it i would appreciate if everybody would just stand up i want to pray for us as we go out of here heavenly father lord i thank you for your goodness and your mercy Lord, that that is what causes us to be right before you. And Lord, because of that, we're completely right. Lord, you've made us 100% righteous in your eyes, God. And we are so thankful. God, we're so thankful for that. And Lord, we're thankful for the work that you're doing on the inside of us, God. And we want it to show up on the outside. And God, Lord, make us aware of the opportunities. Lord, make us aware of the opportunities around us, Heavenly Father. There's darkness all around. We we deal with it. We're frustrated by it. Lord, it's all over. Lord, we we, we know we're part of your answer. We know we're part of the answer, Heavenly Father, to that darkness Is you shining in us. Lord, right now we just break off any amount of shame. We break that off right now in the name of Jesus. We just put that aside. We don't let the enemy come in. We know there's no condemnation for us who are in Christ. That is the truth. And God, I thank you, Lord, that shame and guilt won't get in the way. Lord, of you using these victories that you've done in our life to really, to really show off. To encourage and let somebody know there's hope out there. Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you for that, Lord. Show off in our lives. Show off in our lives, Heavenly Father. Lord, I just call everyone blessed here, Heavenly Father. God, I thank you, Lord, that our hearts have been nourished by your word. And Lord, that we go out of here in the strength of the Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen.